Welcome everybody to Muddy Roots Podcast. We are your hosts, Rob, Gage, Ryan, and Ville. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the importance of kava and where it started. And um, let's go ahead and start off in, by introducing ourselves. Uh, we'll go this way, Gage, and then work our way back. But first, take a cup. I like that. All right, what's up, y'all? Uh, my name is Gage Afatasi. Um, I'm married. Been married for about three years now. Um, I've known these guys for quite some time. Uh, Bill and I just, what, about maybe a year? Yeah, about a year. About a year. Known Bill for about oh, a year. Shit. Yeah. Dude. Time flies by. It does. It does. Feels like forever. I know. But... It flies by and it feels like forever. Hmm? No, no, it, it feels, feels like, like you guys just barely met each other, like not even six months ago. Oh, for me, it feels like I've known you forever. <laughs> I agree. I feel like it flies by and it feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quote. Good job, guys. No, that's it, really. Where did you grow up? Oh, um, basically St. George, born in Salt Lake City. So. Excited to be here. Happy to get this rolling. Been a long time coming. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm Ryan. Uh, been in the Air Force for six years, seven years, going on eight. Um, just ready to start this first episode. So I'm Ville, Ville Latui. Um, like Gage said, I moved to St. George. Well, I moved to St. George like six years ago. Hung out with you guys about a year ago with you guys. Hung out with Rob. It's probably about three or four years three now. Four. Um, but yeah, just like these guys, excited to get up here, record, and get this going. So. And I am Rob. I'm 27 years old. Um, yeah, we've all pretty much just uh, said how how long we've known each other. Um, we moved over here from Hawaii in like five oh six somewhere around there. Around there. Um, and yeah, I think I've, other than you, I think I've known you the longest. Other than your brother? Other than my brother? <laughs> this guy, the guy behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. But um, so for the viewers that don't know what this is right here, would you guys like to explain what we're drinking? And what it does to you? Yeah, um, I'll I'll start. Um, from my understanding is that uh, kava is a root, uh, root plant that we extract, we dry, we crush up in powder form, and then we you know you you mix it in water with a strainer. Um, but the whole purpose of this is to 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 relax your body. Um, from what I've I've known growing up is. It helps to reduce stress, and yeah. I feel like it kind of does. And anxiety. And anxiety. It's, it's, and I it's feel a like bunch it, of it stuff. Works, yeah. You know, um, but that's 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 what I've known mm -hmm. um, growing up. I also know that you know the um, uh, the Tongan peoples and the, and the Samoan people they they use it for like a a cer ceremonial celebration kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, yeah, that's the, that's as far I mean, as I it, know. like we usually like mix like after rugby games. Mm -hmm. And like whenever we get together, it's just a easy thing to do. 
without getting drunk too fast. You still can hang out. But the way it tastes, that oh my tastes God. like awful. It tastes like dirt water. Like actually it dirt really water. Yeah. Like dirt water. But you you said you can drink it without getting like drunk. I don't feel like it gets you drunk. It's it's a very it's a it's a different type. Yeah, it's really like it's it's almost like if you were to take like melatonin. Exactly. You know what I mean? I've never you, tried melatonin. It's just sleep aid, mm-hmm. but it makes you relaxed. It makes it's it's no different than some of the medicine we have. But this, yeah, this practice or this tradition dates back like three thousand years. That's yeah. according to my research. <laughs> have you read uh, to Wikipedia? <laughs> I also know that there's like different kinds of kava fades. Like some kavas make you almost feel like more drunk. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the terminology until I did some research, but there are like, they call them like heady kavas that are more just in your head. They kind of make you feel floaty, make you feel airy. Mm -hmm. And then there's the hearty ones that are more like affect your whole body. So people will take the hearty ones if like you have like pains or anything in your body because it'll numb your body that way. Um, So yeah, there's different fades as well. You can, I mean, we call it faded. When yeah. we get to that point, I've heard some people say they get cavified or cavified. I've heard that. Yeah. So yeah. like, there's some different terminology. I mean, I like <clears throat> saying faded. That's always what mm-hmm. I said. But so, yeah. what what do you think this one is? Uh, I I like the heady ones. I don't like the ones that make my body feel like super numb. I could agree. Yeah. I also think the hangovers are way worse. Yeah. When yeah. you have those ones. Um, also, with kava, no matter if it's heady or hearty, I think if you don't drink a lot of water. We've seen people become dehydrated. And I think there was a guy on the news not too long ago, like uh, uh, he was in the politics somewhere, but he was in a kava ceremony and ended up having to get uh, driven oh, to I, the yeah, hospital. I, I think I saw that too. Him. Yeah. What was the what was the reasoning? I think it was just dehydration is what I I, I think it was. So yeah. it was not even kava related. It was just, yeah. he doesn't drink water. <laughs> the only water he gets yeah. is from kava. Yeah. Well, no, and he was That's a white guy. Yeah, too. he was a white guy. I don't guy. think he'd ever mixed before. I think that was his first time. So either dehydration or faking it to get out of it. That's the other thing. You have to stay hydrated. You got to stay hydrated. Do you guys uh, know the history behind this? Like, would anyone want to explain the history? Yeah, I did so like Gage some said, research. It, it's old. It's like there is there's articles and there's stuff dating back to 1616 is some of the earliest stuff we've seen. Damn, 1660? Yeah, so according to this, there was some Dutch navigators um, that observed Kava in 1616, and then there's more stuff in London. There's a museum in London that has some stuff that date back to 1769. Um, so, yeah, it. according to this article, and I'm interested to see what you guys found out, but it started um, in the island uh, Vanutau... Uh, Vanuatu, Vanuatu, or yeah, what the hell, Vanuatu, and uh, since then it's just slowly spread across the islands. Started in the islands, and then yeah. So I did I did some research, and there's also a, a YouTube video out. It's called The Legend of Kava. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think yeah, I, I told you about it. But, yeah, um, that, that that story is interesting. I like it. So there's a there's a little family in the island, and uh, it was just a mom, a dad, and a daughter. Uh, the dad's Fevanga, the mom's uh, um, Faifafa, and then the, the daughter's Kava. And um, one day the, the king of Tonga had sent his men out to go fishing for food, 
but they stumbled upon a, an island, which is the island that they uh, that they were on. And in that island, it was just only those three. There was there was nothing else. There's no. Um, I don't think that there was any wildlife, any um, any like birds or whatever for them to hunt. They all, all they did was just plant. In the video, you can see them just just uh just planting the the daughter just you know bringing water back and forth just to just to bring it to life. Well, when the the king of Tonga came on on the island, um, he said he was gonna go rest, and so the uh, the king's men said that they were gonna go find food. So when they were searching around the island for food, um, they came across Fevanga, Fevanga and the wife, and uh, the the king's men was asking, "Oh, where can we get food? We're trying to you know prepare a feast for, for the king." Fevanga said that you know it's, it's okay, we'll take care of it. We'll we'll prepare the the feast, and then, um, <clears throat> so they didn't even look for food. They were they were depending on uh, Fevanga, but when uh, the dad was talking. The Fevanga was talking to the wife. Come to find out that there's no food. All there is is that there's just like you know snakes and rats. But you'd have to try pretty hard just to catch them and stuff. Um. So they couldn't. They, they couldn't put forth the the what you call, or they couldn't like give them a feast. So they would relate to the next best thing, which is sacrifice. And so they sacrifice. Uh, Fevanga sacrificed the daughter. And when when Favanga sacrificed the daughter, <clears throat> I guess the I guess the the king's men and the daughter kind of like had a thing they kind of fell for each other. But when the the king's men kind of realized that he he didn't see uh, Gava anywhere, he sent his his other guys to to go look for him. As soon as they found him, they found the king sitting right next to the wife, and the dad is 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 uh, kind of like packing the ground. And so he already knew that he sacrificed the, the the daughter. <clears throat> so when when the king or when the man told the king, the king, kind of like he was like shocked. He goes, "Well, I, I appreciate guys, I appreciate your guys' love and and your loyalty. Uh, from this day on, this this uh, this ground is sacred ground. It'll be your ceremonial burial for your for your daughter." And as they left, mom and dad came back, and when they came back, they found two plants. On the grave, one at the head and one at the toe, mm. and it signified as the sugar cane and the cover root. And so, they didn't know what it was, so they kept watering it day by day. As 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 day went on, they found a little rat that would come in and uh, nibbled on on the cover root. And when they 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 seen that, they saw the rat kind of like you know kind of like drunken step or whatever to the sugar cane, and then took a nibble out of that, and then was perfectly fine. Um, so that right there, that, that's what they use for like peace treaties, for cer- uh, ceremony celebrations in, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in, in the king of, kingdom of Tonga, in their celebration, their ceremonial celebration, they use the sugarcane and they use the cover roots. So that's what I found. I, I stumbled on that on, on YouTube and it was, I that's couldn't stop watching. I actually read it that is. same story. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> that's crazy. Could you imagine if if that was me? Like I got sacrificed back then, and then they named the root like Ryan, and you guys would just be drinking Ryan. That shit would be so crazy. <laughs> we just named it after the daughter that died, just because it was growing on her headstone. Yeah. Gross. Okay, let's get together and drink Ryan. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. 
but no, yeah, I mean, I think another thing about Kava is it brings a lot of guys together. I think that's why oh, it's yeah. became so popular and so big is, uh, and that's why there's so many Kava bars opening up across the entire United States. There's tons in Florida. There's a few in Utah. I know that they got some in California and stuff like that. So I know that Kava bars are getting big and I think it's because of the camaraderie and the, the, the just good environment that Kava brings mm-hmm. makes you loose enough to be able to open up and talk about some good conversations. Um, I think it never makes you like aggressive, no matter how faded you get, you're never like super aggressive, like alcohol will make you right. mm-hmm. or super like emotional. So Kava usually keeps you pretty level headed in that way. And I think it's just grown so big because people are tired of alcohol and they're wanting another, yeah. something else that gives them kind of that same feeling. But you can still have your head on and you don't get the hangovers like you did with alcohol and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I agree with you. I do think too that, um, I do think too that because Kava's ingrained in the culture of Polynesian people, um, mm-hmm. Thong and Samoans, that because we're in the States where we are farther from the island, where we are trying to, in some instance, keep those same practices, that it does make me feel more in tune with my culture. It does make like I'm I'm around people who are like me, um, I'm around Polynesians, and it does make me feel like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It yep. really makes you feel home and welcome, and it, it's. I mean, Kava's not anything too crazy. I like it, but I really do enjoy the times, the memories, the conversations that are shared around the bowl. Yeah, because with this, I've I have met my deepest and like my my closest circle just drinking this. Yeah, like if, if I think about it now, the people that I hang around with when I drank back then, I don't even mm-hmm. talk to ha- any of them. Mm-hmm. But I talk to just the people that I, you know, I mix around with. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> with with Kava, it kind of like it was it was kind of cool because like I started out with uh, with Tao's house. Yeah, and all I heard was just Samoan words, mm-hmm. and you know back then I didn't understand, so I kind of like. Forced myself to to learn some Samoan. Well, words. and you almost just pick it up because mm-hmm. you're around it so much. You know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah, and it's crazy too because like now I can kind of pick up Tongan words. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, like for example, like Misi was talking yesterday, our prez. He was talking yesterday, and um, I could just like understand bits and pieces, and like everybody or everybody was laughing. I was laughing, and then one of the uh, your uncle <laughs> they just look at you. They're like. It wasn't funny. <laughs> hey, bro, uh, don't be dropping cu- uncles like that, bro. <laughs> We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he uh, uh, he he looked at me and like he was just like, "Oh, do you understand?" And Tony told him, and Rambo was talking to me in like Tongan, and like I understood. And he talks to me in Samoan. I understood. It's just it's crazy how like it pulls you in, mm-hmm. and like it, it it shows you your deepest you know your deepest roots and where you came from and. Yeah. all the history around it. Yeah, I agree. And this is the one thing I could spend like literally like 10 hours doing, like sitting down and doing and just have like the time of my life. Not the time of my life, but <laughs> no, like have yeah, a good yeah. time, you know? It's like, it's super like cool to like see different sides of people and like mm-hmm. talk to people. And I, it's crazy the people that you meet. That, yeah. Like when you're mm-hmm. mixing, like I've met some people that, I wouldn't have met unless I mixed. Like, especially you three, I probably would not have met you guys unless, yeah, I don't know. unless I went to the mix. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think it brings a lot of people together that you wouldn't even know. I mean, I've even had a few um, mixes that I didn't really care to go too much 
but my wife was like, hey, who's all going to be there? And I would tell her, oh, the owner of this company or something. And she'd be like, you need to go just so you can meet them. And then end up going to his house. And then he actually talks about a podcast and he has his own. And he like gave me tips and tricks and all that stuff. Like it's just weird how that kind of stuff works out to where Kava brings yeah, you people. It's, it's a huge networking thing. Huge mm-hmm. networking like, thing. You'll meet a lot of people through mixing. Yeah. Well, up in KavaCon, they got... There's like a few hundred people that we're Oh, growing. there's like two, two to three hundred people. A good two or three hundred. Yeah, it's crazy, the community. And that's just in Utah, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but there are negatives about it, though. I mean, I've never had this, but I mean, there's, there's medical stuff out there that says it could be bad for your liver and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah. But alcohol is bad for your liver, too. I was just going to yeah. say, though, anything in excess amount is bad for you. I mean, exactly. you can drink too much water and literally drown yourself. Mm-hmm. And you get bloated and anything in excess. Is, that's why, I don't know, the studies I've seen is like there's been a couple of people who have died because of liver failure and they've been excessive mixers. Mm-hmm. But again, you can die from anything you take too much of. I saw on that WebMD that like two weeks prior to having a surgery, you're not supposed to mix. Like they're saying, we recommend you really? not mixing. Yeah, how credible is that? I don't know. I don't know how WebMD is, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you mix within the two week period, they give you anesthesia. You just wake up the next day, and Jesus will be following a book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, damn, that's true. Welcome. No, I don't think so. No, I'm about to say, hey, welcome to the other side. Yeah, WebMD does say that. I don't know if WebMD is a credible source. I don't know if it's like Wikipedia. Yeah. But. But yeah, I I don't know. Like you said, anything excessive is bad for you. So, I mean, as long as you keep it under control, I've never, personally, I've never had any problems with it. Mm-hmm. No. But, um, I mean, I do have like, like ashy skin. Oh, I don't think that's the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just you. <laughs> Hey, I get it too wide. <laughs> Screw this. Guy. Hey, don't sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but no, it's weird though. I was actually talking to a couple guys last night about it. I my hands get super dry, but then the rest of my body's fine. I guess my shins and calves, but that's pretty normal to have ashy. Don't you think your hands could be really rough though because you work with your hands? Mm -hmm. On my laptop or what? (laughs) Just before. I mean, when he clapped. (laughs) 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 I mean, maybe, maybe all my calluses are coming off, but it's weird. Like, I have a line like right there on the outside of my hand of just like dry skin trying to peel off. It's weird. Damn. Yeah. So I caked the sh- out of my hand with lotion. Hella lotion. Sucks. Huh? That sucks. The worst hands I've ever seen, though, is Hemo. You guys remember Hemo? Hemo. Big Hemo. Bad hands. His hands, I'm shaking his head. Like, That's a rock. It's not even sandpaper anymore. Oh, no. Tim. Oh, I, remember, I don't remember Tim's hands. Tim's straight up 80 grit sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. He gives you a nice buff on your <laughs> I shake his head. My hands go all polished and brand new and... Ready for paint. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, if you just drink water, it's supposed to help with that. But So yeah, it yeah. does dry you out. I have noticed too, when I mix a lot, like one night, if I weigh myself the next morning after I just got done using the restroom, I'll always be lighter because it dries your body out. So you have no water weight in you. 
What if you measure yourself after? <laughs> <laughs> so it makes you taller. <laughs> Studies show that it increases it height. Oh, okay, okay. I've been mixing a lot. I grow like three inches this year. <laughs> this year so far. Again. <laughs> still on the first month. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, not a very polite question. Knocking them up the park. Oh man! I wish it made you taller. <clears throat> I'd be like seven feet right now. <laughs> yeah, you do mix a lot. I guess he does. Huh? You mix a lot. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I thought we were going to say we shook hands and everything. (laughs) He goes, no, but really? (laughs) I was perfectly fine out of the conversation. (laughs) Another thing that's different between cultures, too, is the amount that you drink. So, like, really, when I mix with, so, okay, this only happened a few times, but I have a Fijian buddy. When I mix with his dad up in Salt Lake, they mix the waka in, so it's, it's pretty thick and potent yeah. but they do like tiny cups like almost like shots and so you drink that. it i hate that yeah, yeah. but in the talking in samoans like we fill our cups pretty yeah. full yeah i'm just trying to get straight to the point i don't want to keep tasting well it no theirs, theirs is so potent that you almost get it just as fast well i mean if you if you mm. think of like alcohol like if you take shots of those you can I mean, those are so if, yeah. you're, you, you, if yeah. you're mixing it you know kind of so you're like saying that. waka is like liquor and Kava's like beer. Yeah, I guess you could say it like that. Waka is still Kava, though. Waka, I, I just mean, okay, yeah, but a different strain. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that makes strain. sense because Waka fucking sucks. Like, Yeah, if you drink Waka like we drink our regular stuff, you like die. hurt. So we're supposed day. to be just taking shots of it. Huh? We were supposed to just be taking shots of Yeah, when, Waka. so when you drink Waka, most guys, it's not even a full ladle. It's like half a ladle. Damn. Because it, it's just so potent and it knocks you on your ass. But so, yeah, I think that's weird, too. Cause, and another thing, too, every culture with Kava has like different ceremonies with it. So I know the Fijians, mm-hmm. um, they do like a Cebu Cebu, which is like you present gifts to each other around mm-hmm. the bowl. Um, whoever the host is, you give them a Cebu Cebu and you say, hey, appreciate you. Um, Appreciate you, <laughs> and you give them like you either give them kava or you give them something else. Most of the time, it's kava, and then you like say who you are, your ancestries, and then they they like accept a gift, say who they are and their kalapu and all that, and then and then it's done. Oh, that's a good point. What's a kalapu? You want to go into that? Kalapu in English is just club, so mm-hmm. it's just like a guy's club. So right. kalapu is for a bunch of. Guys who don't have much to do with their lives go and hang hey. out. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's actually a really good environment. It's a good place. So it's like a, a safe haven or something. Yeah, yeah. just like what you night. said, it's a great way to meet everybody. Yeah, so we'll hmm. have, I mean, last Wednesday in our club, we said we're Klopu United, most of us. You're Klopu Rams. Um, in, <laughs> Sorry. In, uh, I thought Saint my George. mic was muted. <laughs> in St. George, Utah. So if you guys ever pull through, come check us out. But um no, yeah, Wednesday, I think I counted the amount of cups we went through. We had like 30 dudes come through that night. Gee. There's a lot. Oh, you didn't come, huh? No, you I didn't show up. No, he didn't. Um, Dude, even, what a waste. Even yesterday. Yesterday was pretty packed. Yeah, I don't. To the point where I had to bring the table and sit on the table. There's a lot of visitors. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Is it the whole table? <laughs> no, the one from the back. Oh, oh. With the microwave. Uh, that makes sense. 
I thought you just took like one of the circle tables. <laughs> no, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> trying to play poker on it. Just on the middle. dude. I need somewhere to sit. But no, yeah, I think it's good. A lot of guys just come hang out. It's, I call it my guys' night. My wife has her girls' night, so that my guys' night is I just go and mix. Don't get too faded. You can still drive after mixing too, oh, so that that's super nice and super convenient. Because yeah, we'll do that forever. I almost have a harder time driving when I'm super tired after the mix than the fade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But no, yeah, that's what a clap is. We just bunch of guys go hang out. It kind of sounds super boring when you describe it to people. It sounds though. gay. Like sometimes <laughs> I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to a guy's and oh, what are you doing? I mean, I'm just going to mix. Oh, what do you do? I'm just sit around a table, 15 of us, and we're just going to talk. And they're like, that's it? But it's different <laughs> once you're in the environment. Well, we yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Everything changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. Those 15 dudes, there's like four conversations going around. Yeah. yeah. It gets hectic sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, with like the like hundreds of fucking conversation going around. Yeah. I don't like that. I hate that, too. Yeah. But it is weird to explain to people. Like, Cece didn't like it. Or I guess she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. She didn't know why I wanted to go on Wednesdays. And then we did one at my house. I think it was like right before your birthday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, loved it. The environment, everything, like just being there, talking, like just no, you know what I mean? Listening to music, just connecting. Mm-hmm. It's just real, it's, mm-hmm. it's different. It's a different hangout. So, no, yeah, it's a good vibe for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. it. It also helps, uh, like, say you're addicted to alcohol, like, it also is like a substitute. Like, you could use it and I quit things easier. Maybe you think so? Yeah, I when know. I was when I was deep into alcohol, this helped a lot. Oh really? Oh yeah, because you didn't have anybody to mix with out there. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's just me by myself. If you had at least three to four Polynesians out there, would you would you have would you have stopped drinking earlier? Yeah, I probably would have. I don't yeah. think I would have been into drinking that much. But I think it helps. Yeah, it does. I'd say it does kick some habits. Um, so, yeah. So, so Kava has obviously evolved with the how we do it, how we make it, how we sit, um, and a few of those types of things. So, like, one of the ways they used to do it back in the day um, is they would actually eat the root. Like, they would have um, kids or beautiful women, like, eat the root and then they would spit it out and then that's what you would like use to drink um and i think you said this they use kids because they have cleaner mouths right Um, typically disease free yeah and then pretty women just because some guys like pretty women so (laughs) um but then after that they started making it like we make tea commonly in the united states with a bag and you kind of just put the powder in a bag and you squeeze it. Some people use like a cheesecloth. Some people use a paint thinner, strainer, something like that. So you squeeze it out. Once all the kava is into the water, then you can pull whatever's left out, throw it in the garbage. And uh, so that's how we were doing it as of for a long time until not too long ago. And now they got washing machines that you can put your kava in the same strainer bag Mm -hmm. put in the machine turn it on and then it'll have your collar done in like 10 15 minutes and you don't have to do anything like that um technology another thing that 
uh, mixing has like evolved is the way we sit. A lot of the time at the beginning, you used to sit on the floor. Thank God we don't do that. Well, my <laughs> hips could not handle. <laughs> <Dead ass. laughs> no, yeah, dude. I remember like your knees, <laughs> knees weak, arms are sweaty. <laughs> <guys. laughs> like, like your knees actually hurt so bad. And I remember one time I was mixing with my legs crossed and like I was young. I was like 15 or so. And I remember I like opened up. Like, I, like, put both of my legs, like, out. You know what I'm saying? Because my shit was hurting. So I was leaning back. And I remember my dad was like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? My freaking back and legs hurt. He's like, that's, like, inviting to old men. And I was like, oh, what the Hey, bro. So ever since then, I crossed my legs and I'm on the ground. Like, I don't. Or, like, I'll lay that. one leg out straight and one bent and then the other way. Like, I don't know why. I just remember my dad telling me that. But now, obviously, we can sit in couches and chairs and yeah. have tables. like A little yeah, more modern. Yeah. Because before, when we sat on the little wooden chairs, like I, I would always try to find a wall. Like oh, I, yeah. I would always yeah. reserve my, my spot at the wall. But it's, it, it, it's like a, a, a respect thing when the OGs are there, when the older guys are there. The younger ones got to sit in the middle by the bowl so they can pass cups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I would always be the, the younger one. Sitting over there, nothing against my back, unless like sucks. unless like Ruben's there, so then me and him will sit back to back. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it just kills your back by the end of the night. The one thing I thought was always hella moted is we would sit on the floor, and I would sit at the bottom of a couch and lean against the couch. I'm like, what the <laughs> frick? <laughs> like, I can't just sit on the damn couch. All the guy sitting right above me, just yeah. sitting between them, just massaging me. <laughs> Inviting me. <laughs> this is inviting. But yeah, so that's evolved. Um, the cups and the way we pass cups has changed. Um, one of the older ways that they used to do it is they would drink out of the coconut cups and then throw them across the mat. And that they sounds would just, super disrespectful. Like, yeah, it does. yeah. And they would just rinse them off in the water and then pass it off. I've seen, or I've never seen, I've heard of people when like talking to people about it. Like, some people would throw their cup, and it would, like, hit, like, three people's feet while I was rolling to the thing. <laughs> and then they just rinse that just shit in the water. In yeah, because I know in, um, <clears throat> in like, the, the ceremonial thing in, in Samoa, I'm pretty sure in, in Tonga, too, is that, yeah, you would use the same cup, but you would have um, somebody, you know, grab the cup, a girl grab the cup, and then bring it to you. And then once you're done, you give it back to her instead of throwing the cup. Yeah, so very traditional. It's like a respecting. Yeah. Like they'll have a a adult or a young lady come in and like serve you that way, almost like a waitress. Yeah, but table. like yeah, throwing the cup is super disrespectful. Yeah, and now we just obviously have cups. I mean, we want to get some more coconut cups. We've had a few that break, but now you can use really whatever, and you just. Pass from the outside in. So mm-hmm. we start at the very last guy. He passes his cup first and the second last. That way, when the guy is serving, they can go back in the same order they came. And then that way, if a first guy passes cup and then he's trying to drink and people are passing cups, it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. why we start at the back. Um, typically, you'll just have it'll kind of just split. So the two very back guys want to go one way, one guy will go the other way because we we typically will sit in a circle. Even when we were sitting on the floors, it was always in a circle. It was. Yeah. That's one thing about the Polynesians I've always noticed. Is it's always very including. And so we don't ever make someone like sit off somewhere. Like mm-hmm. usually, I mean, in our office, it's a little bit different, but 
usually if the circle is not big enough and someone's trying to get in, the, the circle just gets bigger. They just kind of push out a little bit so that they can feel involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so the seating, the, the cups, um, chasers has evolved. Um, I think most of it's personal like development. I think we've all kind of talked off camera about the type of chasers we used to use when we were younger, talking about candy was a big one back then, and now I, there's not a chance in hell. No. I'll still do candy with Lehimoy on it. Well, you'll do what? Candy with Lehimoy. I've done that. I don't, it's not my favorite. I still think I prefer chips. It's a yeah. little saltier. Mm. Chips and cowtails. You know the you know the candy the the cowtails yeah one? with the little white stuff on the inside those are those are good I always just like uh, push the the white part out and just stick my tongue through <laughs> with the cowtail I don't you know you guys never done that no because they're like this long no the I'm talking oh well I'm talking about the little like oh I know, I know small ones yeah, I, I thought that was a cowtail no oh, yeah I know my tongue ain't about. that long how <laughs> 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 about to say. Uh, but no, yeah, I think the way we chase is different because I couldn't even imagine having like I mean you don't use chasers, but on mm-hmm. the island way back then they didn't use chasers. You just drink it and that's it. I mean now I like to chase with water. I mean you said you like chips. You'll chase with pretty much anything or anything. What? Monsters use, really. That's one thing that's actually kind of weird to me is chasing with monster because you're almost like trying to get faded, like relax and all that with combo, and then you're using a monster to chase. Like, <laughs> yeah, but for me, <laughs> for me, it never works. I, I, I just drink it for the taste. I agree, and I'm the same way. But like logically, like when I tell people that, they're like, "That makes no." Yeah, sense. I can see. You're trying that. to relax, and then you're like finishing a whole monster. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I can funny. see that. Um, but yeah. Um, another thing too, with with kava, a traditional thing is to mix in like a kumete, like a wooden bowl like this. Um, this is a very small one. There are bigger ones. Um, I have a couple that are like thirty inches in diameter, so they're big. They hold almost ten gallons. So this is very traditional to do. They, they started doing this in the islands. Um, when I started ordering mine, actually, I ordered it from Fiji, and they carved it in Tonga. They Carved it in Tonga, and then they sent it over. So this is pretty traditional. In the United States, we don't have access to a lot of this. So most of the time, you just mix in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Or a to- I've seen totes. I've seen in hotel, like, the trash cans I've mixed in those before. What? Those yeah. are actually pretty clean. Yeah, well... I'll, a hotel's you, trash can. Yeah, you still... Yeah. Like the little ones. Oh, those ones. Yeah, and so you so just... Yeah, yeah I was thinking, like, the big-ass ones oh, that, no. like... No, no. So I've done that. Um, obviously, you gotta wash it because you don't know what's been in there. But, yeah. So yeah. The other uh, other tradition is that um, when you prepare the kava, we call it paluing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's typically the the youngest one, or the youngest, or like one of the younger, um, the young bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, like I, I've always like stuck to that that uh, tradition. I if I'm mixing with like the OGs and stuff, I do not like it when I see the OGs get up and mix. And there's, there's you know, younger guys than me, so I'll I'll, I'll get up and I'll I'll tell them sit down and and I'll bottle it. But it's just like, just just like what we've been, what we've been saying, it's just out of that that respect level, you know, just having um, 
the older guys just just sit back, relax like they came to do, and the younger guys just go and follow it, and then just prepare for everybody else. That yeah. also is the same with uh, guests, right? Mm-hmm. Guests yeah. should follow the bag. Guests should yeah. never follow mm-hmm. the yeah. bag. They should never. They should um, be there to enjoy themselves exactly. and be involved. But yeah, yeah, and it. You can just just push it and I'll keep talking. It's okay. But no, I've actually, there's been a lot of controversy of that, especially from like, I noticed a little bit younger than like our age. They really like do not like that. They throw a fit. They like get pissed. It makes me mad. I've had some of them that they're like, oh, you need to pay me. And I'm like. And so that's why, remember that that one time? um, There's like people like, you know, button heads on following the bucket yeah and then i saw that you were gonna do it and so i told you we were gonna switch off mm-hmm. like that night i was kind of low-key kind of irritated um just because like i've been around the fight cover for so many for so many years where it's always always the youngest one well and i like everyone has to do their due diligence if you will like when i was younger and i was mixing with the country rams up in northern utah um I made a lot of buckets. Like that's just that's just what it was. I mean, there's another guy who would do a lot of buckets as well, but we were us two were definitely the youngest ones, and you just do it. Yeah, and it's not that big of a deal. I, it's it's just like if you want to mix, part of mixing is you have to have someone follow it, and so I don't get the whole thing when people like complain about it. Mm-hmm. But another thing too is in. Kalapus, and we talked about that previously, is there's usually like a presidency. So you'll have your president, your vice president, and your secretary. And typically your president's not supposed to. Like mm-hmm. the president's not supposed they're supposed to serve and sit at the front. And so they're not supposed to also follow at the same time. I mean, most presidents who open up, if they get there first, they'll do the first however much. Like so when I open up, I usually do like 10 gallons. Mm-hmm. But after that, I shouldn't have to. Because you're the, you're the president for the Colombo United, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. And I've even had, because I was still making Cabo a couple of times, and I, a couple of the OGs were seeing our young members and just were like hella pissed. Yeah. Like, they were just like, these dudes are hella disrespectful and they're mm-hmm. not like listening to them or, or whatever. Um, and so I... I mean, it's been brought up, and actually, I think a lot of our younger guys, ever, especially since you two had that thing where I think you made a comment of like, well, I'll just do it since the young guys don't want to or something like that. And ever since then, I haven't had many problems with it. Yeah. I've actually been pretty good with it. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, it's just it's just out of that respect level. Um, It's just, I don't like seeing them, you know, come to enjoy especially the guests, and then they'll get up and, and have to prepare for everybody else. You mm-hmm. know? Um, that's another thing about, like, the, the guest is that we say the word fahi. Yeah. The guest can use that against, you know, uh, the kalapus. Like, like for instance, um, like, if, if the Rams had a guest come over for the Rams night and they followed it, they can go back and then use that for we call it ammunition. Yeah, yeah. Say, oh yeah, I, I went down to St. George and had a really good time, went down there and I followed the cover for them because, you know, they and then they'll add their little twist because they don't know how to. Yeah. You know, things like that. That's why I never let the never let the guests do it. 
or even like I've heard if if visitors stay longer than yep. than the yeah, kapu, it's like I've heard that <clears throat> they can one. do stuff like oh I drink them under the table mm-hmm. or, yeah <clears throat> or like they couldn't hang or they couldn't give me enough or whatever yep because <clears throat> yeah you as especially as like a president you're supposed to like host and supposed yep. to like give all the visitors that. And that sometimes is tough. So we mix obviously on Wednesdays. Um, we're a younger club. We were, we all have work the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the members actually leave early. But as the president, you're supposed to stay and give your guests the the amount of cava that they want. Mm-hmm. Especially as long as they throw in. If they That's don't throw it, yeah. in, I don't really care too much. But if they throw in and he's like, hey, I want another bucket, like, let's do it. Like, yep. It's just part of it. So, but we all been mixing for quite a while now. I mean, I I know we've talked a little bit off camera. We all started about in high school, right? Yeah, yeah sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what was your guys' first experiences like? Right? Uh, my first one, I didn't get drunk. I didn't get faded. Like, I thought it was a waste of time because I was hanging out with a bunch of old people. Mm-hmm. Only one of them, was, I think he was like a grade under me. We just hung out. And it was it was pretty boring. And then the second night, I got super drunk. It was like unrealistic. Cause I was so young. I said, oh, I don't think I should have been that drunk. <laughs> yeah, mine was just like I was bored. Cause I I was mixing with a bunch of people I didn't know. You know, I was on my phone the whole night. I didn't get any of the jokes, and everybody was speaking Tongan, so I didn't understand. Some some people were speaking Samoan, so I didn't understand. And so I was just pretty much just sitting there just drinking. And then it was almost like a year later, we were mixing with you. And then, like, we'd go to, um, what you call like, two streets two streets over and mix with them. Like, people our age group. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it, it was better. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I don't think I had the same experience as y'all did because I started mixing with people my age Mm -hmm. yeah that's a better way to go yeah Yeah. and it was like um we lived over by the high school all three of us not bill he he was i lived by another school yeah Yeah. (laughs) six (laughs) hours away but um i didn't really do much as far as like kick it at my house Mm -hmm. and then found out y'all live next to me and kind of started off that way so i think that my first experience was really um, it was a positive one just mm-hmm. because it, conversations, jokes, laughs, everything that we experience now when we go to Wednesday nights, I experienced the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think, I didn't think I'd ever mix again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you took about, that long mm-hmm. break, huh? Yeah. I mean, I just didn't really care for it, but I don't know. Uh, I guess it's when you moved back mm-hmm. and I started coming around and then I realized I didn't miss Kava. But I missed, <laughs> I missed the talking. The I missed hanging the, out. The talking the jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But, yeah, I think my first one was pretty a good experience. But I will say, though, that <laughs> mixing with the, the older guys, it kind of, like, opened up my eyes to, like, a whole different world of Faikaba. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like we've been saying, uh, there's certain, certain things you can't say. There's, uh, like, if you do say, you got to watch your tone. You know, kind of like respect the respect the elders in there, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. And so, if I was still mixing with, um, 
the same people we were, we were mixing with back then, I think my respect level would have been way different. Because, like, the, the the people I was mixing with down the street, or not down the street, like, a couple of blocks over, like, we would just do anything. Like, we would, uh, um, I remember we were mixing one time, and then we came outside, and, and there was a fight going on. And then we go back inside, and, and then we, like, everybody would still talk shit. Mm-hmm. But mixing with the older guys, like, you're just there to have fun. You know? Yeah, when we did mix too, we would play cards. We'd right. play uh, yeah. trumps, trumps. We'd play spades. We'd play um, video games. Mm-hmm. We'd it's just a little bit more of a younger version. Mm-hmm. I do wish that after I got introduced to uh, mixing, that I would have gone around a little bit more of the OGs because I think I would have had a different perspective carried out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I would have mixed continuously instead of stopping. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I do think that it is beneficial to mix with the OGs do hear all those stories and um origin stories or anything mm-hmm. yeah well yeah and just the tradition is you you get to feel <laughs> that tradition that you don't feel if you're mixing around cards or whatever like yeah even when those guys are playing poker sometimes at the office i actually really don't mind it but when it's going on i notice those talks kind of stop they do because mm-hmm. a the lot talk stops yeah everybody's looking at the game yeah and then what I hate the most when they play poker is that there's like they, they they play in a different way, like they play three different ways, and then they argue for like half an hour, forty five minutes, and everybody's heads is just yeah. Which like nobody I mean, else is talking. A lot of guys are getting faded, so I mean, that's another thing. As I've noticed, a lot of guys when they get faded, some guys don't talk. I yeah. stop. I completely yeah. stop. It's hard to I like. Have to. It's hard to keep the jokes up. When you're faded. Yeah, like, your facial expression just changes. It's not the same. The energy at like <laughs> 7.30 versus 11 o'clock is yeah. just yeah. a huge difference. <laughs> or even like when you make those mixes and they're like, it's like 6 in the morning and there's just a, like four more rounds and everyone's just toughing it out. Everyone's just like sleeping. Yeah. But one thing I do love about mixing is a lot of the time guys will bring like a guitars or a uke and yeah. just like jam. Love that. love that. Oh, man. I mean... None of us are Mariah Carey or nothing, but there there are a few guys who can sing pretty good. And mm-hmm. Even if, like, I'm just chilling and just watching them and hanging out, it's just fun. The, yeah. the yeah. vibe is good. There was a couple of Hawaiian dudes on Saturday that were jamming. And, and it that was, was nice. It was cool. Like, And you can tell those two have been going for a minute. Like, he knew. He was good at everything, dude. And they were playing, like, song after song after song. Um but it's also a place where guys who don't know how to play can, like, practice. And I think yeah. that's cool as well. Um, but, no, yeah, I really, I like that part a lot. Even if you're not good at singing, like, everybody sings. You yeah, know, I was going to say. You know say, the song, you'll sing. Yeah, you know? I was, was going to yeah. say, like, it just, it also, like, surprises you. Like, you'll never see, like, like you, you, you'll hang out with one person for however long. But then when they sing, when they take the lead, like, you, you hear their voice and it's just like. Oh damn! I didn't, I didn't know this dude can sing, mm-hmm. especially when they hit the high notes, or when they when they hit that riff. That, to me, it just gives me the chills. Yeah, I will never take lead. I don't. That's why Bill will, t- will always take lead. This guy's the worst kind. He literally is like, "Hey, bro, start singing and I'll, and I'll jump in." Start singing, I hear silence. Like, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> he starts singing. A- <laughs> uh, I like. It's funny though, because only when I'm mixing 
is when I feel confident singing in yeah, front of people. I'm not going to sing in front of you guys if we're just chilling and a guitar gets brought <laughs> out. Like, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the combo gets, I'm getting a little bit of a fade on and feeling good. Because also when I'm faded, I don't really care. Like, I don't yeah. Really, yeah. I just don't care what people think. I like It's just fun for me. So I just do it. I actually do enjoy singing. Yeah. Like, when I'm driving, like, I, I enjoy it. But... Yeah, I would not do it like if we're just chilling, like how we always chill. If we're not mixing, I would not be singing. So I think music I is wh- a big part of. I don't it's know why, huge. but doing that without like jamming without the cover, I feel like that's so moated. <laughs> kind of cringe. You feel like you're out of tune. What are you trying to do? It's just like a weird thing. I don't no, know. Yeah, it is uncomfortable to think. about. I mean, but I guess that's what a studio is. But yeah. But it's because like they're actually talented at singing. <laughs> if someone was just no bucket, bring out the guitar. I'd have troubles. Like I look at it like if someone was like, "Hey, you want to come over and sing at my house?" We're gonna, <laughs> I have a couple guys who are gonna come. Like I'm not a band, dude. I'm not yeah. doing that. <laughs> what are we, the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think music is a big part of it, though. I mean, even when we're just playing music on the speaker, people will start singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's cool. I think the vibe is cool that way. That's the best feeling when you're DJ, and you play one song. And everybody's singing. I agree. You just sit there like, okay, yeah. yep, that's to the playlist. Yeah. I or love that. I like, I ain't gonna lie. Most of the songs I play, if I look around, like I'm always looking around to see if I see people like bobbing or like yeah. feeling it. Because if no one's feeling it, I'm like, okay, delete that crap off of this playlist. That sucks so then bad. Why do you play Trey songs like three times a night? <laughs> oh, Trey songs. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Trey songs on my playlist. You played that? You played um, them like. On Wednesday? Um, yeah. Yeah. I was playing your playlist. Three songs? No, that was just last Wednesday. It's been a couple of times. There was one because I'll sing to it. I like the song. I got. Uh, I'll have to see what songs it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have Trey songs on that. It's called yeah. "Don't Want to Come Down." Actually, on my SoundCloud, when I'm playing SoundCloud, it's not my play. It's just random songs. Oh, and I'm I'm more. a terrible DJ. Like, I don't care. Like, I just push play and then just let it go. See, like, I know. I, I know. Mussy. I know. Ruben, I know those guys will like pin mm-hmm. songs. Now that you say that, like when you're DJ, you like just look around for people who bother their heads. I'm just gonna purposely just go like that. <laughs> Every time I'm, I'm just gonna wait for you to look at me. Gosh, <laughs> fuck this DJ. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the biggest turnaround guy. I heard him. This the best DJ. Two songs later, man. Pick one. You got to bring them up and then humble them. <laughs> so the only other thing I guess I would like to talk about about Kava, because obviously we're about like different perspectives and, and talking about it is how do you guys as women perceive you going to mix? Like, Do they care? Do they not care? Like, where are you at, Ryan? Uh, they don't care that I mix. It's it. It really depends. She said they it's just don't. She, it's just she, bro. <laughs> they Cut don't. that out. Cut that one, two, and three. <laughs> they Number don't one, she gets pissed. <laughs> Number two, cool. That's staying in. Uh, <laughs> what a guy they. When I grow up. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and drink. Your, go ahead and drink so you don't have to keep talking. Uh, anyway, so they don't get that mad. So, yeah, she doesn't care, but uh, she only cares, like, when she wants to hang out. It's not the mixing. Mixing doesn't matter. 
So it's a time commitment almost. Yeah. That's one thing about mixing is sometimes we will mix mm-hmm. for like, I mean, I don't know what you guys' longest are. I know I've mixed over 12 hours before. Yeah. That is which, which is Which is one thing is like, we're not going to be hanging out all night, you know? But, but like, if I go mix, I'm going to be using oh. that time to mix. Like, but if I hang out with you, we're just going to sleep at nine. Like, so it's a uh, pick and choose, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes I'll even put my wife and kid to sleep, my kids to sleep, and leave the house at like nine or no, like ten thirty even, and mm-hmm. get to the office at like eleven or so. And because she's already sleeping, kids are sleeping. But my thing and my wife, what she cares about is if I can get up and handle my stuff the next mm-hmm. day. Because if I don't get up and I don't handle my stuff, then she gets pissed. Understandable. So, which is one hundred percent understandable. So. Mm-hmm. That's where my wife sits. She doesn't care um, as long as I'm just able to handle my responsibilities. Yeah. I'm not slacking off as a father, as a provider, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Gage? Um, for me, it's... I mentioned it before. It was a little bit new uh, for CC just because of the cultural, <clears throat> the cultural differences. Mm-hmm. But as I started going and as I started explaining to her and, like, she was like, "Oh, what happened?" We we're like, "Oh, we just tell jokes, we tell stories, um, just we just talk." Uh, she didn't care at all that I would go, but she would care that I would leave. That's the only thing. So she want me to be home. She want to spend time with me, obviously. So like every time we, uh, I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna head over to Ryan's. Oh, I'm gonna head over to Ville's." She's like, "Oh, do they ever want to come over here and mix?" Because she would much rather have that. So she doesn't care about the mixing. It's just the fact that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Le- Lexi said that same thing. She'll, she would rather me do low-key right. mixes at my house just because yeah. she at least gets to see me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something about a brotherhood that, to me, is... Like, I love my wife more than anything and my kids. But there's something about being at the brother... Like, with the brotherhood that's just, I don't know, almost healing, I guess. Like, to have that relationship. Yeah. So. Um, what about you, Robert? Roxanne hates it when I leave the house. <laughs> so, so yeah, Robert, you're not. My sister dating. freaking loves it when I go. <laughs> my mom tells me. My mom, my mom tells me, bring the car back home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're not currently dating anyone, but have your past girlfriends ever cared or no? Hell yeah. Oh. Do I care? No. <laughs> what a beast. If I dated well, you though, because you mix like two times a day throughout the whole that's week. A good, right? That's True. a good point. I won't fight that because, yeah, I I do. (laughs) You mix a lot. It's quite a bit. But speaking of mixing a lot, I'm worried. (laughs) Speaking of mixing a lot, like I've, what I want to do, or like, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of like heavyweight championship of of mixing, right? Yeah. I I don't know why. It's it's, it's a, it's an effed up goal, but I want that. I'm not built like that. I can't do that. That's congrats for you, bro. We're There's not built the same. <laughs> I want that yeah, built, and if anybody challenges me, hell no. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely cut from different cloths. I, I can't do that. No, but um, but yeah, my uh, my past ones, they they would want me to stay home and drink versus go and mix. For me, mixing it's it's, it's almost therapeutic. Yeah, because like hundred percent. Because I. I'll meet people there that I'll meet for the first time. And then some of them would, you know, open up and, and talk about that. And then I would open up just because I'll, I'll never see that person again. 
And just, it's just like, just, I don't know, just talking about it, it was just, it's a lot better. I, I can't do that at home. Yeah. Or at my I other mean, house. Speaking about like therapeutic though, like I have been at mixes because we fought here on each other a lot. Like that's mm-hmm. part of it. We make fun of each other, but I've been a part of a lot of mixes where it gets like deep. Like we talk yeah. about some cool things and I hope we have some videos where we get to kind of show that side. Like I've seen people get emotional. I've seen like guys cry. I've seen, um, I've been at a mix where we all like prayed together because like we are our religion. We, we had the spirit like coming over us and we felt very pause. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyway, you're not Anyways, the, you're, the spirits coming yeah, over the you guys. Spirit is coming pause. over us and don't ever say pause again. <laughs> That's a one way ticket. to Sorry, hell, Lord. Hey, Lord. <laughs> but no, like I've been to those mixes where it's like almost spiritual. I've had some moments in mixes where I've felt more like overwhelmed with the spirit than I have at church sometimes. So I do think it's therapeutic because I've been to those mixes where people open up and get deep. It doesn't surprise me though, because like even at the, the Samoan branch and the Polynesian branches, the bishopric will mix. Yeah. They'll go to mm-hmm. the mix yeah. and they'll, they'll still preach the same thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Still behave the same way, so I do. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not hard to believe that you can still receive um, a pretty in-depth gospel message. Yeah, and I mean, usually though, those kind of mixes has to be a little bit uh, like low key, not as many people. Oh, yeah. when, you're, you're, when there's you're right. yeah, when there's a ton of people, it usually doesn't get that crazy. But when there's only four or five people, then I feel like it gets pretty deep pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why low key mixes are the best. They are yeah. great. I love them. Mm-hmm. So I used to like the crowd. Yeah, I was, was, I was like a lot say, of people there. I was like that because I I see everybody all in you know one area. Yeah, but then I now that I think about it, like I I, I didn't really talk back then. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't talk because everybody else was just if I was talking to you like in, in this tone, everybody else was just talking over me and then and drown you like, out. Yeah, we can't even hear each other. And then we'd stop the conversation. Even though, you know, it's a good conversation, we'll just stop it. And then we'll never pick it back up. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, lo- I love the low-key mix- mixes now. Yeah. And it, it is very therapeutic, especially, like, when you go and talk to people that are having the same problems that you are. Mm-hmm. Like, just having the people to relate to. And there's so many people, like, you'll find one person. Yeah. Well, I've even, so like last night I was mixing with a guy and it was interesting. It was cool because we got to talk. We It was just me and him because people bailed on us. But so just me and him, late as heck, we're both faded. And it was kind of cool because we started talking about like parenting and like being a good father and being mm-hmm. a good husband. And uh, getting that different perspective from people is good for you to be able to like Benefit open up and, and yeah, and learn from because no one's perfect obviously we all know that but to to see a guy open up in that kind of way it's pretty cool yeah. to open up yourself in that kind of way is pretty cool and you don't get that in most scenarios i mean i guess in therapy but really <laughs> other than that no one's gonna open up to you randomly about like so i think i did this good as a father i don't think i did this good as a father yeah you're right but I do think that mixing just gives people the comfort and it's like a huge safe haven. 
thanks for joining us today. Uh, we talked a lot about Kava and where it came from and our, our perspective on it and what it's done for our lives. And we're very grateful. So look us up, Muddy Roots Podcast. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, a lot of those platforms. So give us a follow, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you, guys. Chee-hoo.